and welcome to. Oh God, I'm not good at accents. I'm not good at impressions. Oh, Sansa, what do you think you're doing? Oh, I play the game in my mind and also at all times. Hello and welcome to Rugby Who Gives a Ruck. It's episode 26. 26. Yeah, yeah, round two of the Viva Premiership and Pro 14 we will be discussing today. As always, we're joined by two Saracens fans in Nick and Maddie. Hey guys. <laughs> hey everyone. Didn't deny it, Nick. That's real. <laughs> what would you say? You're not a Saracens fan. <laughs> you support. Oh, yes, <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, okay, if we're slightly distracted, we're just sort of watching uh, Sale and uh, Newcastle kick off at the moment. It's Friday evening at 19:44, and uh, we'll get on with the show and we'll bring you live updates as and when they happen. Oh, live commentary. We've done that before. Yeah, we'll see how it works. Do you want to just commentate every time you see Faf's hair? I do love that set. No, we'll talk about that later in all this glory. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, get on with the regular features. So, first up, have I got no news for you? You know how this is done. I'll jump straight in. Women's Rugby World Cup final is Uno 41, England 32. News or no news? News. Yeah, oh, news. Yeah, definitely big news. Anyone catch the game? Uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I did what, a, game. what an actual game of rugby. Yeah, it was a really amazing game of rugby. Game. Try also, after try of pure class. Yeah, um, what was really interesting is like I think the skill level was absolutely there. It's just the physicality that seemed to be lacking in the defence. I think maybe the organisation, physicality, otherwise, the skill and intensity was exact same as the men's game. And I thought for both teams, they just brought such pace and power as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was actually one of the best games I've seen in the world. Uh, England and France are apparently in talks today about setting up a European Women's League. Off to basis of the strength of this World Cup. Yeah, they need something to keep the momentum going uh, and not just looking forward to the next sevens uh, tournament. I think there's a damn big case to be made for women's 15 is the way to go and not so much the sevens. Sevens is always, it's the, um, it's the gateway drug, isn't it? So you need less people, less organisation. Gateway just... drug. <laughs> yeah, drug. You know, you know, it's, like, it's, the, it's the easy route and it gets more people. Yeah, it's a little simpler than 2020 cricket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like 2020 cricket. It's a great example. Yeah, it's better than the Gatewood Rook. Alright, moving on. Uh, New South Wales Supreme Court uh, dismissed Western Forces' appeal against their Super Rugby axing on Tuesday. News or no news? Uh, no news. Did you see, though, on the heels of that, they're looking to do like a Southern Hemisphere two-tier sort of format, and they would drop down to like a tier two. Really? Last I heard was that he was trying to bring it to Hong Kong. And set up a franchise there versus the Japanese mm. franchises. I feel like it's no news. Yeah. Based on the fact that no I feel one really one, but I don't give a shit enough. Yeah. Alright, big transfer news of the week. Dan Bigger to quit Wales Rugby and Ospreys at the end of the season to join Northampton. News or no news? No news. I mean, if it's happening this season, I'd be more interested. But, you know, Northampton are going to be struggling this year. So, yeah. no news. Leicester Tiger centre's Manu Tulangi has suffered another injury. Sad, but the same story. Tyvee Matson to leave Bath Rugby. Yeah, that's news. I mean, he's gone back for family reasons, so, you know, we don't know what that is. But, yeah. I mean, he was a big part. I mean, you know, he's been part of a strong, what, Crusaders team for a long time. And I think it's going to be a loss. So I think it's news. Unless there's some sort of scandal or something else behind it that he's not saying now. It's oh, not I know. Really sad. Sad. I definitely know. Sad. Sad. He doesn't yeah. like it here. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's hard. When you moved over and short periods of time moving with family and kids, it's a gamble. Yeah, and, yeah. 
you know. Just hasn't worked for him. He'll go back to a new job and a great job out there. So, What about this 18-year-old who was banned at an underage game in Australian rugby for hitting a referee? That was my only thing that I was going to actually have for a bullshit call of the week. This week it was more of a bullshit decision move of the week, but I don't know. I think he deserves it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was when I saw the headline, though, the way he hit him, but it was still stupid. He's still knocked him off his seat. Yeah, he's still, he's yeah, still, he's still like deserves he a man. There's no doubt If you punch the referee, you deserve some kind of action, especially yeah. at, like, 18, 17 years old. Like, yeah. it's fair. Yeah. Absolutely. So, we're happy with 10 years? It means his entire career is gone? On the basis, as well, that growing up, you should be, you're brought up knowing that you, you can't touch yeah. a referee and it's potentially a life ban. I think it's harsh, actually, just because someone could get, like, a, a stupid manslaughter charge at, in, like, a criminal court and get less time than that. I think it's a little harsh. That. Yeah, but then again, you could have a doctor sued for harsh malpractice complaint, and his career is gone just yeah. after med school. I would have been you can't, We can't go comparing them against opposite fields here. Yeah, I would have thought three times. I'm, I would I'm have been sort of okay with it. I think if you deck a referee, I think you know the consequences. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, yeah. Overall, I think I'm okay. Right, let's uh, leave that there. Not much news, I think. Overall, not I missed anything. Anyone else? Anything they want to jump in with? No. All right. No, uh, do you want know. to open us up with some Saracens news uh, for this week, Nick? I knew that was coming. As soon as he was looking at Mario, I was like, "He's going to ask me this question." <laughs> the blind pass. <laughs> okay. So, what surprised a lot of people last week? Um, Mainly you. <laughs> but did did they? What are they surprised us with? Yeah. So they I'm scored sorry. a lot of points and they gave up a lot of points. They looked exactly like last season. Okay, that, that's a fair point. I was surprised by the fact that we put fifty-five past a pretty stubborn Sale team. That's mm. Sale. Sale aren't a bad team. They'll be good, but they're not bad. They're like very. They're gonna be one. Of, they're gonna be that sixth place, I reckon, by the end of the year. And so what does that say about your defence? That they managed for what thirty-five when you this? Well, actually, that's, that's, my, that's my biggest concern right here. What is the Rico? I, I forgot. The Rico, yeah, yeah. That doesn't even matter. Sale plays like shit away from home. If you were at Sale, I would, I would agree. True. I'd back that up. Uh, yeah, that's true. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, the the, the defence is the biggest concern. The suspect, and I mean, it's unfortunate. A lot of our like better players, or like what we hang our hats on, they are like renowned for their. I know it's a skill. It's. It's not a lot of uh, spines to the team, should we say. So that's my biggest concern moving forward. Now looking ahead to this weekend's action for your team, are you going to the game? Uh, no, it's in Worcester. No, no, obviously not. <laughs> is that it for your preview for this week? Oh, there's a review, not a preview. Yeah, but... Yeah. We've got the preview coming later. You don't actually, not for Wasps, so this was your one chance to talk about them. Who's the key, who's the key to turning their defence and actually having a formidable defence? Uh, who's the key? Probably Elliot Daly because he's the outside centre. So the starting outside centre that's the key defensive position. So I think having a little bit more solidity there. Not that he's a great defender, but he's going to provide the solidity that you need. So he needs to be back next week. I'd say so. Alright, hit me up with some Saracens news. Not that much news, but like looking at last week, uh, attack was amazing. They were still a little bit. Rusty, stupid penalties. Yeah, we've got a try five minutes gone in the sale. Newcastle game, he's gone upstairs to have a look at it. Byron McGuigan has a try as well. Hopefully some fantasy points for me, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, what I thought was crazy with the Saracens is that they had none of the lines going and... Double movement, no try? No, no, no. Uh, no arm down, look, arm down, hit the deck. Reaches out, which you're allowed to do. He's already losing the ball. Does he drop it? Oh, that's close. I think that's downward pressure. That's pushing. Uh, uh, downward pressure is done, though. He just needs well, okay, well, in that case, it's still hands on the ball over the line. Oh, yeah, we're getting, 
That's pushing the wrong the rules. Sorry, uh, I don't know. It was about no, what I expected. No try. He's given no try. Oh, wow. That's a shock. I told you. Alright, Matt, do you want to try to give it to Sarah's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could try for the third time. What's um, <laughs> that? I don't even know. It's, uh, Saracens look good. They don't even have any of their lines playing yet. Nor yeah, they look like shit. Saracens are going to Saracens are looking good. Saracens are losing and bleeding money. It's basically, Saracens are the same as last year. It's the same as the loss. You're not going to eulogize about Shalpritz? You were talking about him all week. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, yeah. The guy's 36 years old. He's yeah. older than you. He's amazing. Oh, Sansar. Yeah, it's fair. Do I you mean, think he runs and says, Come with me! Yeah. <laughs> As he cuts his lines. <laughs> doesn't need to. Not half a slow. Uh, I, I think Saracens will be fine. It's just whether they can... It'll be the same as last year. They're going to be missing internationals during key parts of the game. They'll drop some games. Exeter doesn't drop that. Exeter picks up the points. Yeah, Will yeah. Saracens have healthy players at the end enough to play away? And it's going to look exactly like last week or last year. I I probably agree with you. Honest. Mikey Connors. Right, it was a disappointing start to the season against an uh, understrength Glasgow team in atrocious conditions in the sports world in Gola. Uh, I think we lost eighteen twelve. We're in the game. Um, you know, we had a couple of chances near the end, but you know, we're always playing catch up to uh, Glasgow, who you know weren't. Much themselves on the day. Um, like I said, it was awful conditions. It was a pretty, oh, it's pretty terrible. Rough it's proper Windy, Decem- December, you know. So doesn't get any better, does it? <sighs> well, it does. Yeah, we go to South Africa in December, so that's what <laughs> <laughs> it does. Get better. Uh, I started to judge any of the teams so early. A um, couple of small positives were, even though the scrums and lineouts were atrocious in the beginning, second half it did get much better, but. You know, that's on the back of a very bad. It could only have gotten better. Uh, another performance was Jared Butler, the new signing from Australia. He got through an awful lot of amount of work on the ground. And he looked like he could be a good player. He's featured in all of the preseason games so far. And yeah, so far so good for him. Looking ahead to this weekend, um, we welcome the first South African team of the year. Oh, Sansar. Okay. Tiernan O'Halloran is returning into action for the first time, and so is inside centre Tom Farrell and flanker Sean O'Brien. And that will hopefully yield a bit more stability. Yeah, a bit more, a bit more strength right around the break. I think so, but again, that's only first game back, so I'm expecting it will be a tough encounter. The weather forecast is going to be brutal again today, so this could be a game, potential slip-up for Connacht in the sense that they are expected to win. The spread is huge, but I don't think they'll match the spread of something like 18 points, given the weather conditions. Mm. And I think I think they should be winning it, maybe 10 points or so. But you can never tell with the weather, and we'll just have to wait and see. Also, at this stage, just you get wins on the board, right? Just start picking up a bit of momentum, a couple of wins on the trot. Well, I think we've lost our last five games in a row, and three sure. in a row in the sports round. And I don't think we've lost four in a row in a long time, so... This is actually quite a big game in many regards. I think this is one we need to set up home for the rest of the season. I think so, yeah. Anyway, let's right. uh, move on to the next segment. So the Pro 14 review. Alright, who's got to start us off? Yeah. We're just going to run through the list. and we'll do, we'll do some of the scores, anything that was like interesting. So, uh, Edinburgh, my team, as I picked out a hat last year, 
Uh, actually, came up trumps to be honest. They had to put a really great performance in Richard Cockrell. Give a bit of a strength, a bit of solidity against Cardiff. Apparently, the Blues were awful. I didn't catch the game. But apparently, the Blues were awful. And then it actually turned out a 2010 victory away from home. That's really, that's something to behold considering how bad they were last year. Then the second game of the weekend was Ulster will be taking on the Cheetahs. Uh, John Gibbs, obviously, keen to, you know, bring his style to Ulster. Being huge, expect big forwards this season, yeah. dominating up front. Cheetahs uh, looked good in the opening segments of the game. Really fast. Right? Yeah, really. When they when they click, they just put some good tries on the board and good moves. And oh, they're, yeah. they're just fast minds as well. The back three was incredible. Like The, the fly-off links up pretty well, to be fair. But it was so, so patchy. Yeah, so I think it was, it was a good run-out for Ulster. Uh, Ulster will, of course, think that it's their year. I think it's always their year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, we'll see how they go. It was a good point on the board. Try scored. All good for Les Kiss and John Gibbs, I think. Job mm-hmm. done. Did you just have a chance to do anything this year? No. 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 They played they play the whole Super Rugby season. Next game of the weekend? Monster, Benton Treviso. They're done. Let's move on. I think Monster Treviso will be okay. I don't think Treviso will be bottom. What, Zeebo gone? No. Or, or Western <laughs> Province, so... I'll just leave I, it there. That, that game was exactly what we expected, if not actually closer than expected. Uh, Ospreys played, who did they play last weekend? Zebra, Zebra yeah, that was 22 13. Michael Bradley, the former Irish scrum half and Connacht coach, now taking over Zebra. Um, obviously, with Conor O'Shea's links with Italy, you know, I'd assume that, that got him the link, the continuity, so he knows the systems. Um, Obviously, I don't expect Zebra to do anything away from home. They'll they'll probably eye up one or two scalps at home. Dragons and probably one of the Africans. Um, but yeah, job done again for Ospreys. Yeah. Any any other big games on the weekend? Anything worth talking about? I mean, Scarlets um, hammered the Kings. Yeah, Leinster done a job against the Dragons away from home. Uh, 16-39. and then we already discussed Connacht losing to Glasgow, but yeah, getting a bonus point, which is a point more than they did off the reverse fixture last year. Okay. So let's uh, move on to Aviva. Aviva. Newcastle Falcons versus the Warriors last weekend, 35-8 in Newcastle. Pretty much what we expected. Yeah. Yeah. Newcastle looked really good at the moment. They got a nice green plastic pitch. They've really muscled up up front. They worked really hard. Become a really good team. Really impressive. I said this in the last podcast and you said no, no. Yeah, but then I saw them play. (laughs) (laughs) Have you conceded a worse turn going down yet? Oh, I said that. We were, chatting this, we were chatting this week, and he said it's going to be Irish. I'm, I stand by Worcester. I mean, having seen them play, having seen Worcester be that bad, I'm starting to warm to it. London Irish looked pretty solid, at least. Uh, then we had the Friday night game with Gloucester and Exeter, with Gloucester kind of pulling out uh, late close one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was that's a typical Gloucester win. Scrappy. They just about pulled it through, which is good because they haven't done that in the past. But I just can't see them doing that consistently, and that's going to be their problem. And Exeter losing one at the beginning, mirroring last year, probably not that much of a concern for them, though. No, not so much, especially away from home. Yeah, so. You know, they were, they were unlucky. He had Slade uh, put those. He missed some kicks there, yeah. He missed one crucial one with Stenson off for HIA that, you know, could have potentially been a turning point of the game. He missed several, to be fair. 
I mean, has Slade really developed the player we thought he was going to be? Has he become the guy that we wanted? No, no, no. Uh, he's just uh, English James O'Connor. Oh, Sanser. Oh, I like that analogy. Thank you. That's what I did. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's good. Okay, that's yeah. Mikey, yeah, good work. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Matty, do you want to take the next one? Saracens versus Saints. You were at this game, so you covered Saracens in uh, and the London Irish game. Give us the 2 and one here. Saracens want to put 41-3 and a half. Northampton looked like absolute shit. Uh, Saracens kind of backed off when they put on some subs at the beginning of the second half. Let up. A uh, little disappointed on Saracens' defense, giving up three tries. Um, but otherwise, it, it was pretty much a blowout. We are going to speak a little bit more about Saints and the previews, but <sighs> did they, Northampton do anything good? No, they were predictable. No, they were uh, mistakes. Uh, yeah, there was nothing there. Absolutely. Uh, they'll be in 10th or 11th this year. Wow, that's fair down, you think? Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. that's fair. Big wow. claim. So they've still got a lot of... In- they've got England captains as that hooker. Like, they've got a lot of great players. Um, um, what about the London Irish game? Obviously, the fun. Uh, actually <laughs> left about the 10-minute mark on that one, so I just loved <laughs> that one. Yeah. So, what does this say for the the Twickenham double-header marketing scheme? <laughs> How many people do you think left after the Saracen game? Uh, oh, probably not many. It was probably only yourself. Actually, if you were at the game, of the four teams, Saracens dominated even more than Quinns. It was disappointing. How no, no, no. Those people in red were Stewarts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was actually surprised by the number of Saracens fans there. Uh, so were they. Yeah. All right. So, best play you saw on the day? Maitland mm. in the corner, surely. That was a good one. Did uh, you see it though? Yeah, no, I did. It was on my end on that one, technically. I had them in the first half coming our way. Uh, I don't know about the best track. All, just all the offloads. That was just an atypical Saracens type attack watching them do that. I don't know. Yeah, if exactly. I don't know if it's just the first game of the season or if that's what we're looking for in just a different style the rest of the season or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, did you catch any of the highlights of Wasps versus Sale? Yeah, I saw the game. Yeah, it was good. Um, Dan Robson, so. Yeah, definitely a bullshit call of the week or anything. Or should he be part of should he be part of the England squad? Why would this be a bullshit call of the week? They're not uh, even making the squad yet. I didn't actually watch it, but the now some of the analysis I've heard of it though was that there was nothing special. That it was just a just yeah, shit defense. It was opportunistic. Like one went down the blind side. They just didn't even bother to mark. He just ran down that side. Yeah, let's not get carried away. It was it was a good day for him, but yeah, let's yeah. see him do it consistently. He he does he really have the number nine shirt all to himself? Is that 100% is? Uh, no, nah, they, they do. Yeah. So how can he be wanting to think he's good enough for England yet if he hasn't even named That's a little bit lacking in the nine shirt period, though, so he might have a call at number three or four. Yeah, but I don't think would you give a call uh, to him or Wigglesworth? I'd give it to Wigglesworth first. I think you don't want to get for more control of the game. Yeah. Anyway, we're digressing a bit. Yeah, yeah. So we was played well, as we know. They put 55 points on sale. So, um, In the final game of the weekend was Leicester Tigers versus Bats. The best forwards potentially in the Premiership versus the best backs. Which way are you giving that? Nick's really thinking about this. Yeah, like, which way are you giving that? Leicester could have the best backs. I would say the back line of Bats play. is pretty damn good, though, too. Their forward line looks pretty impressive, too, though. I think both of them are going to be underperformers for I the people they have. I think so. Like, I think they were definitely top four if you're looking. I'm not sure about that. Also, would you say the, the best best forwards? No, like they had their, they didn't even have the starting team out there. They had none of their starting 
front row. Second row and back row, to be fair, were there, but none of the starting like front row. And you wouldn't say Saracen's the best with five lines in the front. Yeah, absolutely. Let it go, Slide it over. <laughs> it's still a, it's still a, a rating of quality and character. Character. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's break the, up the tension with a quiz. <laughs> right. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for each of you guys. I think I've got three questions for each. Uh, so we'll kick off. Matty's up first. Everyone saw that wonder try by 18-year-old fullback from Grenoble last weekend. Well, what was that player's name? Fuck, I, I don't remember. Nick, do you want to steal? It was a good place for Grenoble. Gervais Gordon? Probably couldn't even pronounce it. <laughs> Nick, who scored the winning try in Gloucester's dramatic win over Exeter? Jason Woodward. Ah! Matt, which Australian international made his debut for Ulster at the weekend? No idea. Christian Leafiano? Leafiano. Le- I think it's me. Christian Leafiano. Nick, when was the last ton- time Connacht took on a South African team at the sports ground? Trick question. They've never taken on a South African team at the sports ground. Matt, do you want to steal? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, 1990. 2007, they played South Africa for a warm-up game before the World Cup, and I was there. Nice. Yeah. Matt, what position did the All Blacks Rugby World Cup final hat-trick hero Toko Natua play? So um, prop. I'm going to take a rare yeah, one. still. He's got it right. And it's a prop. He ran out of time. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, the whistle was gone. He, he was allowed to hang <laughs> Alright, Nick, your chance to win it here. Okay. So on this. Which former Crusader made his debut for your beloved Edinburgh tonight? Today? Yeah, like right now he's making his debut for Edinburgh. Your beloved Edinburgh. My beloved Edinburgh. Um, so he used to play for Crusaders way back when. Way back when? How way back when? It's like it's taking here. But how way back when? I don't know. Um, Jose Aguirre. No, it's Robbie Fruin. Oh! Shit, yeah. Alright, <laughs> 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 uh, so we have a tiebreaker set up. Uh, we're going to do this based on fantasy rugby. Yeah, um, okay. Were you paying attention last week, boys? Who scored the most points last weekend? And how many points? So we need. We we'll need to. I think I know second. I don't think he was first. I think I know. Okay. All right. Who's going first? Matt's going first. Okay. I want to go with Waller, but he was second. Nick. Come on, you're not allowed to think about it. Dan Robson. Shit, no. No, can I so now we need closest to the point. How many points did he get? Nick, go first. Go. Uh, he went. Oh. He went for eighty-four points. Damn, that was my number eighty-four. Come on, go again, Nick. Incorrect. Go again. Eighty-five points. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. The winner. Yeah. yeah. The worst quiz ever. I'm a bullshit. Uh, let's move swiftly on from that. Damn it! My namesake, and I couldn't even pick it right. Damn it. Alright, preview round two. 
What are we saying as the game of the weekend in the Viva, man? Uh, I'm going to go with Saracen's Bat. Right, and Wrong. Nick is going to say a Saints vs. Tigers, so let's spend the next few minutes talking about Saints vs. Tigers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, this is an important game. Of course, Not East Midlands Derby. Yeah, but I think more than that, I think so it's, it's, it's like 4th like and 5th out of the Premiership. It's a, no, it's Barometer. It's not fourth and fifth. You just said it's going to come 11th. Oh. Right. Fair enough. Like, so... Tension in relegation. <laughs> I wonder. It's like the Bronx how good they're going to be, okay? Are Saints that shit? Like, they were bad last week. Was it the pressure? Was it first game of the season? No one knows. However, are Tigers going to be that good? They've lost Manchelani already, so this, what, vaunted backline talking about has already been decimated. Or, like, a huge part of that. So, that's why it's more important than Bart Saracens, which Saracens will win. Fairly comfortable. Fair enough. Well, um, how much do you think Leicester will be able to put on the Saints? Do you think they're organized enough in the second game to be able to put a big game on? Um, I, I see 10-15 points, but... I think it'll be a close enough game. Tigers have had a little bit of better in these rivalries lately. Even I think they've won twice in Plankton Gardens. Right, pick a score. I, don't know, sure. I want to see what you guys think. Um, 25-15. Yeah, I'd probably go probably a little cross, probably at eighteen eleven or something. Okay. The Tigers, but um, what I wanted to say was, will Malander be the first coach to go? Yes, yes. I don't think so with the score you're talking about. I think if it comes out, oh, no, I don't mean on the basis of this game alone, but in general, this season. I think, think if, first but I think if he, I think it's going to take a blowout by opponent that they shouldn't get blown out by. I don't think just losing close games. And underperforming a little bit is going to be enough. I think it's going to take an embarrassment. What about um, Harta? Well, the fact that Northampton are potentially going to be doing so poorly, will that make it easy for Eddie Jones to drop him as captain and starting hooker for Jamie George? Yes. Yeah. I don't yes. know how what degree. Yeah, I so feel like the Lions also proved it was like, a, like a, that Lions was a big turning point in Jamie George's progression. He can now take over and Tommy Taylor back him up. Not the sort of he's injured, but later. <laughs> Other interesting uh, note is Rob Horn is starting at 13 for the Saints. No, not 34-year-old Australians. He's not the answer. They don't have anybody. No, it's... They're t- they just spent... It feels like they spent a lot of money on very average players. Matt Payton, Hartley and Rob Horn. Horn is not going to get... George North is eating up a fair chunk of money. And I'm sure Dan Bigger is on big money already. Yeah, again, again Bigger played well on the Lions tour, but he's just, he doesn't find the answer. Didn't Dan Bigger will be, he's better than Mander. Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry Mander's a better 12. Harry Mander's going to be the 12. Bigger yeah. and Mander are 10 12. not signed for no. to be 12. No, Bigger signed to be 10. Mander's yes. going to be the 12. Okay, that's fine. And even then, I think he can outplay him at both positions. We'll see. Uh, right, so we're all, what about Courtney Laws? He's quite obviously, yeah, yeah, we love Courtney Laws. Uh, I think he's got one good player. He's been named at six on the starting team. Okay. Let's see who goes. Right, let's, um, so we're saying predictions, Leicester by 7 to 10. Leicester by 10. Okay, Uh, Let's crack on with some of the other games. Uh, First game of the weekend is Sale versus Newcastle. I had Sale winning this at home by seven points. It is 22 minutes gone. It's 3-0 up, so I'm bang on schedule for my prediction. Who else thinks this game is going any other way by a home victory? I think it's going to be close. I think it could be Newcastle by three, seven by three, but at least one close. I got Sale to win narrowly. Right, second game of the weekend is Bats versus Saracens. Come on, Matty. Have your rent. Saracens by ten. 
Is that it, Kim? Not want to talk anymore about Sarsa? No, I, I don't know. You look at Bass lineup, and I get scared every time, but then they don't really, once you start playing them, they don't really scare you. So I, Bats had an impressive home record last season. If yeah, anything, it was their away record, which um, obviously cost them points, and they've seen to already rectify that. Their preseason was two games away from the wreck to you know get that uh, mentality out of the system, I think. Amazing. And then, and then obviously first game of the season away win. Yeah, but how do you like this for a replacement, Mako, Spencer, Farrell, Liam Williams, Ezekwe? Like that's your that's your bench. Like I don't think Bass gonna hang with them though. Yeah, like, I don't think they got the well, Where did um, that bench get Saracens last year? What's that? Where did those players get Saracens last year? <laughs> the European final? Yeah, <laughs> two yeah. years in a row. So they didn't win the league? It wasn't the end of the season when they were depleted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Our next game is Exeter versus London Irish. Exeter. By much. Do you think London Irish can pull off another shot here from this No. Uh, <laughs> Exeter win by 15-20. Yeah, at home. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe even more to be honest. 15 to 20. Yeah, 20, 21 points. Three clear tries, that's what I reckon. Oh, I don't think so. I think I think Irish to be in the game in the last 10 minutes. Really? I think what's going on? Three or five? I'd say it. I'd say at halftime, but I think Exeter will open it up. Yeah, no, I think three clear tries. Alright, Quinn's Gloucester. Home victory game for Quinn's, I think. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, five to 10 points. Close though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's it's like yeah. Wins play well at home. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jim Jim Torwell was good in line out again. That's what he does. Uh, Saints versus Tigers. We've already discussed this. Um, final game, Nick. Do you want to have a chat about Wasps? Yeah, so it's going to be Wasps. And I'm going to pick him by 25 clear points. 40. 40 clear points. 40 clear points. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've only gone plus 12. 50 to 10 plus 12. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be 30 points to 5 or 35 Load to 10, something that for kind of figure. Load up on Wasp when you're fancy. Right, speaking of fantasy, Nick, have you caught some fantasy rocking for defense? Yeah, I have. I've got a good pick this week. Although saying that, he's literally walking off with a bug replacement as we speak. Who was it? He's currently affecting my score as we <laughs> Cameron Neal's. Um, <laughs> So, this is so great. Only just kept him out the last game. He's already picked up two turnovers. We've already paused this game. We we had it for this exact moment for you for this moment. <laughs> He's already picked up two turnovers. He plays hooker and flanker, so he plays eighteen minutes almost every week. Um, you can pick up on the cheap place for sale. We're not on the pitch right now. Then. Yeah, this is just this is just exceptionally bad timing. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Cameron Cameron Neal's is going to be great and. He's, he's Breaking news out for season. It's <laughs> 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 a lot of blood. <laughs> Jesus. Let's right. talk about the Pro 14. Pro right, 14. Um, uh, let's rattle through a. So I think game of the weekend is going to be probably Warriors versus Ospreys. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's see. Even that, that it's not really. You'd expect Warriors to win in the end. Ospreys has lost. Yeah, especially at home. Four visits to Glasgow away. So, um, I'm not sure going to see any really exciting matches this week. Yeah, yeah. it's not a it's not a great, it's not a great fixture list at the moment. They're either 
If, even if it's tight, it's going to be crappy teams otherwise. Connor going down to the Kings, that's going to be fun, as you said. Like, no, that's in goal. No, it's home. They don't go to all the Oh, sorry, yeah. All right, let's just rattle through the list. So, first we have Leinster playing the Blues, so I have Leinster winning that by 12. Yeah. Um, what's to look out from this game? Possibly Scott Faraday in the lock, the Australian. And big chat this year around Jordan Lamour, the Irish winger. So, it'll be interesting. Jordan Lamour? Yeah. So he's starting. I like that burn lad. The um, he had burn, yeah, yeah. He's he starting. Really had a good season last season. Let's see if he keeps on from there. Uh, that then we go to who are Ulster playing Ulster are playing the Dragons at home. That's oh, a big win. Oh no, sorry, Edinburgh playing the Dragons at home. Uh, it's a big win. It's a big win. I don't know if it's a big win. I think it's a big win. Oh, Sanser. Like Dragons being bad, Edinburgh looking pretty pretty handy at the moment. Cockles does something right. Oh, plus 15. Plus 15. I think that's a good win. Plus 5. Sam Kirshner is lining up for the Dragons. Came over from Leinster. Good player. I like him. Maybe he can bring a bit of stability in that yeah, back Sam Kirshner maybe. Right, so the next game then Warriors we have... Warriors. Warriors as well. Warriors by 7. Yeah, Warriors by 7 or 10. The Munster are home to the Jeez. Cheetahs. I'd say maybe 15 point win from Munster. At least. But it's hard to know how Munster are going to go, obviously, with Razzie leaving in mid-season. Big talk is Felix Jones is going to come in as the next caretaker manager. So it's really hard to know how this is going to I don't know. Describe. I don't know what Jones is like as a manager, but he was playing in the team, what, two years ago? Yeah, he's only like I mean, that's a, that's a fast progression than anyone's But I, I believe he is very highly regarded in the setup. Okay, I'm, I'm saying that, that's quite... that's Because he's going to be going to be like from... You know, one of the mates, one of the players, one of the lads. So I think that transition's already done now, you know. You think he's he's moved beyond that? Oh, he's prefer he's been he's been coaching there for two seasons. So I think he you have to make that transition from player one of the lads to coaching staff pretty swiftly. If you've got a Okay. Become a good coach. Yeah, right, okay, no, okay, yeah, I agree with that. I buy that. Alright. Uh what we got next? We've got what? Benson versus Ulster. Visa versus Ulster, yeah. Uh There'll be no slip up here, I'll still put points on board. Maybe yeah, 20 yeah. Points. Plus, that could be a plus 40. Tommy Bowe starting in the centre. Uh, Luke Marshall, I think, is back as well. Uh, Jack Diesel and yeah, Ulster, as they always do. They have good players on paper. Mm-hmm. Plenty yeah, of yeah. centres. Plus, four. <laughs> plus 40. We've got Connacht versus the Kings. Oh, that should be a comfortable bit. Uh, Connacht down by seven. Um, I think it'll be easier than that. Uh, really, the forecast is supposed to be bad though. Oh, really? It's really, I don't know. Let's see. It should be a home win. Uh, Colway Hurlers are going to be there as well, so. Actually, it should be a good there. crowd gathered in. It's a big occasion. They invited the Hurlers down, and that being in a big crowd, because yeah, the first game of the season, I think there's only 4,000, but that was our All Ireland weekend. I think everyone was in Dublin. <laughs> is, it ever, is it ever nice there? Yeah. You really want to go to a game, but I'm not sure I do. Yeah, yeah, it's nice uh, once a year. <laughs> I know it's not too bad. No, it, it it doesn't matter the weather. You go there, you're fine. That's what hip flasks are for. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last game of the weekend. Um, you got Zebra versus the Dragons. Uh, Scarlet's by fifteen. Oh, sorry, Scarlet's. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet by fifteen at least. I'll go Zebra at home. Pull off their shock. Yeah, okay. That's their one of their couple a year. Why not? Okay. Be nice scalp. Beat reigning champions at home early in the season. Best time to try and catch them, I'd say. Okay. Kind of true. 
Oh, sensor. Alright, somewhat of a lackluster week too, I guess. Yes, so, yeah, I guess it's not great, really. So we've had Pinot said for the Warriors game, and we move on. I think that's it. Alright, so that's pretty much... Or we gotta we gotta plan a better end to this thing next time. That's kind of a yeah yeah thing on zebra scarlets. All right, so <laughs> let's make up a last segment. So on this, Nick, from the opening weekend, yeah, rate the top three hairstyles which you would prefer on Aviva. Well, on my, on my head, on your Bernie, yeah, on my head. <laughs> Number one, Fat the Clerk. What about James O'Connor? No, James James Connor, circa two thousand and twelve. <laughs> you would look creepy as fuck with Fat the Clerk's hair. Oh, with your glasses or without your glasses? Without my glasses, obviously. Okay. Uh, oh, that's beautiful. Who else? Uh, I'd go Harry Malander. A nice kind of high top fade with a flip going on. A bit kind of Johnny Bravo, I like that. And the final one is probably going to be. Oh, I know about the third one. Mike Phillips isn't playing anymore, it is Mike Phillips. I like that you thought all these through and you know everybody's hairstyle that much. <laughs> he, he has a folder in his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Things he can show his hairstyle is yeah. to model them after. And then the hairstyle is and it says, put your balls. <laughs> this month, this guy. I'm sorry, mate, three years ago. <laughs> For the most realistic hairstyle, he probably could mirror himself on and be someone like Devin Gorner. Maybe we could go upside. <laughs> Alright. Let's leave it there. Until next week. When Nick will be that little bit more and bolder. <laughs> I may be on site from San Francisco. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see we'll we'll Skype we're, in. We're gonna try it. Don't trying to that. bring don't, don't hold us to it. Trying to bring rugby to America. Do our best. <laughs> An ambassador. We would like to come into America team tune for next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'll right, we'll leave it there. All right, Cheers, folks. See y'all.